Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Jude. Old school, new school football uh, with my friend Jude Loom over there. He's the new school part. Uh, I'm Will Massasak, the old school part. And um, you're tuned into our our uh, our twenty uh, sixth episode of season number two. Uh, maybe we have one more after this with the Super Bowl wrap up. But um, hey, we're going to talk Super Bowl. We may even make a couple of bets. I have this idea that you and I would have a, a couple of bets going on, like we would bet the uh, the result, uh, the over under, um, and then do a bunch of prop bets, the MVP, kickoff, weird shit, and then we'll see who does best. What do you say? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Let's go uh, for it. Uh, but but first of all, before we get into all that. Um, Let's talk about the uh, you know the game itself and, and analyze it a little bit. We touched on it somewhat last week, but we didn't really talk like this matchup and break it down in detail. So, where's the place in your mind when you think about these two teams matching up? I've had a week to think about it. Where does this matchup begin for you in terms of figuring it out? I think it uh, begins where pretty much every football game begins with me, and that's going to be in the trenches. Uh, and I think it's when I really thought about it, it's it's what my decision ultimately came down to. I mean, in regards to each team, what they are in a, a totality. But when it comes down to it, I just think back to what I saw Tennessee do to that offensive line of the Bengals. And I, I think it was like eight or nine sacks or something like that. The nice. thing is, I, I was always saying, the entire season, I said, I don't believe in Tennessee. That defense is unbelievable. It's carried them to this point. But that offense is going to show you, you know, why they are not serious contenders. And that's what happened. The defense did its part, got to Burrow repeatedly. But ultimately, they, they just couldn't do anything with the ball offensively. And I think you have a much better Rams team here, offensively at least, with just as good, if not a better defensive line. There's this guy named Aaron Donald. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's won yeah. a couple. He's won a couple, you know, NFL defensive player of the year, perennial all-pro, all uh, perennial pro bowler. I mean, the guy's pretty good, is what I'm trying to say. He is going to cause havoc, especially the right guard. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie, I didn't bother to look up his name because all I know is that he's terrible. He's awful, God awful. And I think they are going to be very wise and line up Aaron Donald on top of him all day and give him fits. And it's going to be a long day for Burrow. Do I anticipate it's going to be a slaughter? Absolutely not. They're going to try their best to double team, maybe even triple team and kind of stop what that Rams defensive line can do. But they've got so many weapons that you're going to take away and leave other guys in one-on-one -on -one matches. And I think the Rams are good enough to win those one-on-one -on -one matches with their other guys, even if you do stop Donald. What they need to do is just apply pressure all day long, 
given a healthy mix of the run game, remember Cam Akers. Remember, you also have Sony Michelle. Don't forget about him and put everything on Cam Akers' shoulder and let Matthew Stafford go out there and throw a clean game. Listen, he's been pretty good this postseason. I think only one interception for the postseason. If he can continue that, throw no interceptions, or maybe he can get by with one interception, and I think the Rams are in a real good position to win this game. Yeah, I um, I mean, it's logical what you're saying, you know. Um, I just feel like I think about the number of times this year where the Rams played a game with Aaron Donald in the middle of their defense where he wasn't – it's not that he wasn't active or that he didn't make some plays, but, but where it really wasn't – it didn't shut down the other team. So that, that to me is a place where I start with this because my first thing was – after that Tennessee game, that's exactly what I said. If the Bengals somehow managed to beat Kansas City and play the Rams, the Rams are going to kill them in the Super Bowl. That was my knee-jerk reaction for exactly the same reason that you're talking about. But I just wonder if, you know, it's a um, positional value. It's like, can, can Aaron Donald wreck your game plan to the point where you can't do anything against the other team? Um, like can any defense? I, I, I don't think that's the right question because if that's the if that's the question, the answer is absolutely yes. Aaron Donald can do that. I think the better question is can they do enough to sustain him or minimize his impact? It's not like Aaron Donald is out there just you know kind of not having a huge impact. He's going through double and triple teams. Like teams are very dedicated to making sure he's not solely responsible for, you know, disrupting the pocket. So I think it's a matter of what are they going to do? What combination? Is it going to be a tight end that, you know, stays in and chips in? Are you going to have that fullback staying? Are you going to have that running back staying? I think that's what it's going to come down to as opposed to, you know, is Aaron Donald going to be able to make the impact? Because absolutely he can. Absolutely he does. Sure. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's totally a possibility whether or not it happens. I mean, there have been times, I think actually the 49ers are a team that basically – had a you know one offensive lineman block Aaron Donald all game long, and it's just like the guy's a good enough matchup for him that it it minimized the damage, right? Um, but I, I feel like it's really what you're what you're saying makes me think is can the other guys if we have to dedicate extra resources to stop Aaron Donald, can the other guys on the Rams defense make them pay for doing that? Like like who are the other Rams front you know front seven players let's say who are going to make the the Bengals pay uh, for for having to put each extra resources on Aaron Donald. And I, I'm like, okay, I'll, maybe. I'll say I'll say Von Miller for one has really come on strong uh, during this postseason and even in that back half of the regular season. He's really said, hey, you know what? They they gave up a lot of assets to get me here, and I still believe I'm one of the better pass rushes in the NFL. And he he's shown that he deserves to at least still be mentioned, getting many sacks on the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, th- I think he can. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I just feel like that how effective the edge rushers are has a lot to do with the quarterback play. Like middle of the field, like Aaron Donald, interior pressure immediate off the snap. Nobody, no quarterback in the history of football can deal with that very effectively. Uh, edge, edge rusher, I think, is more like if you're a quarterback who can stand in the pocket and, and still keep your focus on what's happening downfield, or you can escape and still keep your focus on what's happening downfield, that you can negate 
the effect, not necessarily stop yourself from getting sacked at all, but you can uh, kind of negate the effect of edge rusher. Because I think when it really gets bad is when the quarterback starts to get the yips a little bit about that edge rusher coming and stops thinking about and focusing on what he's supposed to be thinking about. Um, then those edge guys can really take over a game. But I think that's a uh, less likely with uh, the quarterback they're going to face this week, Joe Burrow, than it is for some quarterbacks that they may have faced throughout the course of the year. So, so you know, color me respectful for for the things that you're saying, but not necessarily do I listen to those and think this has to go the Rams' way. Um, you know, let's let's say let me put you this way because I have an idea how I would answer this question, but I'd rather hear your answer. If you're Cincinnati, how do you deal with that in terms of your offensive plan? What are you looking to do to minimize the effect of Aaron Donald and also not let the guys like Von Miller beat you to the passer. Right. So what you said before was, was interesting as far as uh, San Francisco leaving one guy to, to take on Aaron Donald. I can assure you that wasn't every snap of the game that it was one guy taking on Aaron Donald. Uh, the other thing that I would say to that is San Francisco has a pretty good offensive line. Like those guys are good. I'm talking about specifically this Bengals line is not as good. Uh, specifically, that right guard position is a major question mark. If I am the Bengals, I'm absolutely looking at Aaron Donald and saying, all right, if we don't contain him, then this is going to wreck our pocket, wreck our game, and ruin our chances at a Super Bowl. And that's when you do double team and you say, you know what, maybe we just need to you know, go into extra protection leave in a tight end, bring in an extra lineman, do whatever the case may be, just so you can dedicate two people to blocking Aaron Donald when he is on the field. When he is off the field, then you take your chances with everybody else. As far as the other guys, you're just gonna you going to have to beat all the other guys one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to need to say, all right, tight end, maybe block a little bit before releasing, running back, chip him before you release for your route, or maybe running back stays in and pass blocks and you run three receiver sets and let the three receivers run downfield. But I think it's a situation where you're absolutely going to need an extra blocker in there because whatever Aaron Donald has done, as great as it is, whatever he's done, whether it not be that great, I guarantee you, if you leave him one-on-one -on -one with that right guard, it's going to be a long day for the for the Bengals. And I'll put right, so any just to be clear, around any whatever are, are we, you want to put on that. Are we talking about – uh, the left guard, Quentin Spain, or are you talking about Adenogy, the right, the Adenogy, right, guard? the right guard? Yeah, so the Adenogy from Kansas, um, who was a converted tackle, you know, trying to make his way over to, you know, because because you know how it is. If you're not good at tackle, they can just move you to guard and you'll be fine. You know, that's, Allegedly, that's the draft Allegedly. thinking every year. Um, but yeah, the um, yeah, I think it's a, you know, I think they'll just they, rather than hey, here's the thing, Cincinnati is not a team that's looking to run it up the gut against you. They're, they're not looking to win on the interior. They're built for movement and, you know, basically making your front always be thinking about traveling uh, horizontally on the line of scrimmage to have to worry about the, the run game and screens and then their quarterback playing off of that. So in other words, instead of doing the normal play action kind of passing where they, they fake it to a handoff going up the middle, they, they fake this sort of, you know, zone action and then the quarterback uh, throws the ball vertically, which which is an interesting. It's it's closer to what San Francisco does mm -hmm. than most teams. Um, and San Francisco is a team that you know in the past has had the Rams number, even though they came they came up short. Um, so I, I feel like that's if me. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm looking to 
you know, hit that screen game hard and get that defensive line thinking about moving left and right rather than north and south. So let's have it. Who, who, who do you see winning the game? I mean, I, I was first of all talking about the spread. The spread right now is four and a half points. So let's let's talk about the spread first. I think it's a close game. I would say I feel more confident in saying it's a close game than who I think is going to win. Um, so to me, man, I'm going to get I'm going to get theoretically how I feel right now. The best, the better quarterback, and I'm getting four and a half points. I'm taking that all day long. Whether whether I'm going to win with that strategy. Uh, I don't know, but I feel, I feel pretty good about those, about, you know, that Cincinnati and the spread. As far as winning the game. Just to be clear, we're saying Joe Burrow is the better quarterback here. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now at this point, at this point on the timeline. Yes. And I'm, I'm not even disrespect. I'm not even saying, I think, I think Stafford is bad. Mm -hmm. I just feel like right now, Joe Burrow is playing better quarterback. And to this point in his career, if you judge his whole career versus Stafford's whole career, yeah, the peak is a little bit higher for Burrow right now. So I, I feel like I'm getting the better quarterback and four and a half points. I'm going to take the Bengals. I, I expect a, something like a one-score game. Um, and if they keep it that close, you know, I'm going to feel pretty good about, my, about having the points in a close game. Um, so let's talk about spread first for you. How, what do you feel like? It sounds like you've been leaning Rams pretty heavy the last two weeks. I, I haven't been leaning heavy the last two weeks. I've really been going back and forth. Uh, I, I really thought, um, not for a good reason, but it's like, it's almost like it seems the Bengals are destined to be here, destined to win this championship. And they are playing pretty good ball. I don't want to take away from their play on the field because it has been amazing at times. Um, but, you know, just looking at it and I'm like, the Rams are just clearly a better, more talented team. And it's really that Tennessee game where I just saw how they took advantage of that entire offensive line of the Bengals, especially that right guard position. I'm going to keep mentioning it because that was some of the worst right guard <laughs> play I've ever seen. But I just keep thinking back to that, and I'm saying, man, Aaron Donald is way better than anybody the Tennessee Titans have on that line. Well, I actually, before I don't want to interrupt your flow too much, but the the det defensive tackle. Uh, for the Tennessee Titans is if he isn't he, maybe he isn't as good as Aaron Donald but he's top three in the league he's not Aaron Donald though. I, I think it's Aaron Donald in a class all his own and then everybody else no shade to the defensive tackle for the Titans but Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald like he, he's incomparable to me at this point so for me it's like just looking at that that's when I've really you know given the push over to the Rams and decided you know what I'm gonna run with it as far as the spread, I do think it can be a close game uh, just with how the place, the postseason has played out so far. Uh, but I really, I really just kind of want to say it's going to be a blowout, but I, I, I'm, not, I hear, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not 100% confident in that. Think about like, how, yeah, you know, I'm not 100% confident. This, I told you this Super Bowl, I, I feel less confidence, you know, than I have in many other Super Bowls. Uh, because it's very hard when you don't have a former champion in the game. Um, you don't, you know, neither team has like a real history of success in the postseason. So like, yeah, the usual stuff that you might lean to, you don't really have that working for you. Gotcha. I just want to make one little point as far as who's the better quarterback right now, which is why it kind of took me off guard. Uh, Matthew Stafford in this postseason has more passing yards, a better uh, passer rating, more passing touchdowns than Joe Burrow, just to keep that in mind. 
Yeah, but what's he done in the fourth quarter? And when the game is on the line, he tried to throw the game away. He's you know, won. Like, what are you talking about? Not this postseason. He's Not won. But he's, he's won. He, but he, he let he let that, that drive against the Tom Brady Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won. That's True. All he what? What? Well, against the 49ers, though, he literally tried to throw the season away. So I'm not forgetting that, even though he got oh, away with almost, it. Almost doesn't count because you what don't happens? Judge entirely Next based play, on he results, completes the pass and they win. You only, <laughs> I remember the good. You remember the bad. You know, we don't only judge the results. We also judge the process, Jude. That's what we're here for. Um, but here, I didn't hear a pick in there. Point spread pick. Right. Uh, I, I Honestly, I, I'd stay away from the spread. Uh, but you got to pick it. I'd go money line. I know I'm just saying, obvious. We'll I'd give you a low, line. we'll give it a low level of confidence for you. I'm starring mine. But I I would, I I I'm not taking a spread. I'm I I I feel like the Rams, they it doesn't need to be a blowout, but I think it's very feasible they could win by six, win by seven. I okay, mean, but it'll be, your, five. it'll be so a low confidence pick for you. But who if you have if you're forced to pick the spread, which way are you picking it? I'm going, I'm going Rams. Rams spread. Okay, so Rams minus four and a half. I'm writing it down, but but with low confidence, I'll put LC next to that. And then, uh, what about the over under forty eight point five for this? I'll take game. the over on that. Yeah. You will? Okay. I will take under that. Although, man, the, the way the current NFL is configured, getting the under is nearly impossible yeah. from week to week because, like it's an last week's league. game, I had you know I had I wanted the under in the um, the Kansas City uh, Cincinnati game. I think it was and. In the early part of the game, there really was it was 21 to three, and it didn't really look like Cincinnati was going to do much. And I was like, I'm going to make this no problem for the under. And then uh, the second half happened with the uh, you know Bengals offensive explosion, uh, and that killed the that killed the under. But I'll I'll take under here. I think it's a you know I think it's a 24 21 27 21 kind of game. It's just mm-hmm. going to make barely going to make the under. So I'll take that with low confidence. Um, what about uh, some weird prop bets, Jude? Let's let's talk about uh, who will win. No, first of all, heads or tails on the opening coin toss? What are you picking? <laughs> tails never fails, baby. I'm, uh, at the very least, I'm confident about that because I got 50-50 odds, right? Yeah. I'm, Unless I'm it tails just lands on its side. I think we may have actually talked about this on the show before. Tails never fails is the go-to. And if you really want to play the odds, you should call tails every time. Like you should never deviate from that. Just call tails every time and you'll win in all likelihood at least 50%. Whereas if you switch your, <laughs> your thing every week, chances are you will win less than 50%. That's the way that works. Um, all right. And uh, who will win the toss, the visiting team or the home team? I'm oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. The Bengals or the Rams? Hmm. Actually, I, I don't know who's, who's, who's going out for the toy cost. Well, I was just, besides which I was going to say, who's the, who's the visiting team? Who will call the, the toss? That's a good question. I don't know. Bengals will be visiting team. Well, I know they're playing in Los Angeles, but that's not how it works. No, they were actually no, as Rams far as the, record wise. No, no, it's they switch. They, they, it's one of those things that switches every year between the AFC and NFC. The well, Rams are actually the visiting team. The, the Rams will call the coin toss. Then I, I think the Rams win. Yeah. So they'll call tails and they'll win. The, that's what you're predicting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Bengals will win the toss. Um, and uh, just as a bonus, we don't need to pick it, but I will actually, if, if the Bengals win the toss, they are deferring. They're taking the second half. Um, because of the way that they've come back in the second half in all these games, it just mm-hmm. stands to reason that they would want the ball second. I think we can, we can guess that for both teams, they'll defer. 
I don't think either team. I guess it's a it's closer to 50-50 than you would think. I think it's 60-40 teams taking uh, deferring is 60 and teams taking the ball is 40, mm-hmm. which I which surprised me when I when I heard that. Um, I think when teams say give us the ball first, it's like they really want to get their offense started. I don't think either one of these offenses are like, yeah, let's get our offense going. To get- we need to get rolling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, I think both teams would prefer. Okay. Uh, first player to score in this game is named. I want to go. I want to go with the guy that's been uh, that's been his go-to all season. I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Uh, not only because I think the Rams win, but also because just the Bengals have come out in some of these games slow in the first half and really pick it up in the second half. So I think we might see a little bit of that as well, where they come out, they maybe not do anything, and then all of a sudden the Rams get it going. And Cooper Cup, the guy that's been money all year long, Triple Crown uh, winner for receivers this season, he he gets that first score of the game. Uh, I think the first score is a guy named Matt Gay. It was the field goal kicker for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm. That would be that would be my guess. Um, if we're talking first, first, you're going for the, going for the safe pick here. Okay. No, not just that. It's just it's just like a logical pick. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you get worse odds on Matt Gay if you choose Matt Gay compared to Cooper Cup because it is more likely. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that's true. If I have to pick the first player to score uh, a a touchdown in this game, uh, I will make it. Um, Boy, that's a really good question. I guess, I mean, I'm going to say something other than Cooper Cup because you said Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about uh, the tight end that no one can, knows his name? The one, that, the no-name tight end is going to continue his miracle season. Uh, so is Higby not playing? Uh, I think Higby uh, is not playing, but, the, it, but uh, Uzama is. That's... The latest I heard, maybe that's wrong. I'm going to look it up while you're deciding the answer. To this. Oh no, you go ahead. You, this is this is you're the one answering. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> okay, I'm um, looking it up. Let's see. Still out, uh, not practicing yet. Uzama. Um, well, neither practice, but Uzama, he said he was playing, and the coach said he quote thinks he's going to play. Expect sorry, expects him to play. Uh, but Hig- Higby, Higby's day to day. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to say it's that, uh, I guess I should figure out what his name is. Poor guy. Um, Rams are lads. This is what we go to. This is the go-to. This show should, be, this show should be sponsored by our lads. Give me another prop Blanton, while I'm looking. Kendall Blanton. Kendall Blanton. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's my, the, that's my pick for who I think will be the, no, wasn't it Bryce? It wasn't Bryson Hopkins. I don't think so. Oh, he got hurt as well, I think. Uh, okay, so yeah, Blanton is my choice for the I'm, crazy I'm, wild. I'm not, I'm not liking your prop picks on that ticket, man. <laughs> what? You have been on fire. I'm going, so. I'm going big. I'm going big because I, you I, have I been can't on go fire. home. I, I might, I might have to, you know, play around with that. Maybe. I'm, I'm only, I'm already home, so I have to go big because I can't go big or go home. Um, let's see. How about this one? Uh, Cooper Cup over 100 receiving yards or under? Over 100, easily. Uh, they, uh, I don't think they have. I don't think they have any cornerback that can literally keep up with them. Um, well, you know, you know that Mike Hilton has had a game where he basically played man-to-man against Cooper Cup the entire game and held him for far less than 100 yards. So it's what, it's. What not, game was that, and when was that? That was with Pittsburgh yeah, mm-hmm. last year. So, so I mean, what I'm saying is, it's, but is it's that the not, same Cooper Cup this year? 
Is it the same Mike Hill? I mean, no, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have the pass rush in front of him that he had with Pittsburgh. So it's not as likely that he'll be able to step up and do that again. But can he? And it's slow not it Jared down? Goff throwing to him. Yeah, it's true. Can he? But can he slow it down a little bit? Yeah, I think that Cooper Cup is more likely to have impactful catches in the game and a touchdown that's important than he is to go off, right? So, so I I feel like it's it's they're just like they're not going to let Aaron Donald kill them. They're not going to let Cooper Cup kill them either, especially with missing Higby. If Higby is out, then it's like they're they're going to want those other guys to beat them. I think more than Cooper Cup. If I were the defensive coordinator, that's my that's my plan anyway. That's very that's very true. Uh, obviously, you're going to key in on the best players, but I also think Cooper Cup has done more against better uh, corners. Uh, no offense to Mike Hinton, so I I, I can see him easily going for a hundred, like. Literally with this guy, all it takes is one play and he's like halfway there. So I, I think it's very likely he can get there. We could, I mean, you know, it's another show for, for more time, but Cooper Cup, the thing is, uh, you know, these guys that have the success as in out of the slot, it's just really difficult to defend them, even when you have good corners, because guys who are great corners aren't necessarily good when the receiver has a two-way go. So when you are lined up on the outside, you always have that sideline. It's kind of like you're, double teaming somebody on the sideline. If you're smart all the time, uh, at least you have a little edge, you know, whereas yeah. when you're in the middle of the field, man, you're on an Island. Sometimes yeah, you're, no, against you're no man's land. Yeah. That's, that's really, when really the real hard. come out, man. I have a friend who works in the NFL and he tells me that the, he's heard on numerous occasions from multiple teams that that defender, the, the slot overhang defender, that's either nickel cornerback or it's a safety that, provides that same kind of role in the NFL. People are now starting to talk about it as, you know, the next most important after quarterback, edge rusher, you know, uh, interior pressure guy, you know, um, guys that block on the, on the uh, edge. Like those are always can be considered to be like the top players in the league, top positions, but people are elevating that nickel cornerback position to the next position, even over outside corners right now. Which is interesting to me. It's a it's a carryover from the college game with the spread, where these defenders that were in the middle of the field had the hardest jobs, really. So, uh, at any rate, I feel like uh, you know the, the the Bengals have a better than average slot defender in the NFL. I actually think Mike Hilton's pretty good. Very sorry to have I, lost I him from, from the from the Steelers. Um, so that's why I say I just feel like it's a good matchup. Cup will get his, but I just don't know he'll get a hundred. Um, of course, he's capable of getting 75 on one play if you, if you do it wrong, right? Um, and uh, maybe maybe one more. How about, uh, let's see. We'll come up with a weird one. Uh, how about, um, uh, that sort of lends itself. There's, you know, you can bet on what color Gatorade will be in the Gatorade <laughs> at the end of the game. But that's just kind of like picking the winner, really, because, you know, it's going to be orange if it's the Bengals winning. It's going to be blue if it's the Rams winning. So I think we can pretty much we can pretty much rule that one out as a bet. Uh, uh, how about this? Um, which quarterback has more passing yards in this game? Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford? Hmm. That's a good one. I want to, I want to go Stafford again, just cause uh, you have a, you have a better defense. Uh, I, I like Jalen Ramsey against all pretty much every receiver in the national football league. Uh, so Jamar Chase, he's got a, a long day ahead of him. Uh, I don't know that they'll they'll let Ramsey trail him all over the field. I don't think they'll do that. 
that's not really been what they do and how they employ him on their defense. But nonetheless, it's just a solid Rams defense. And I don't think they'll be able to just pass at will like they have at times uh, this postseason. Uh, I do like, just like you said, you can stop Cooper Cup, but Van Jefferson has proven he's really, really good. Uh, Odell Beckham kind of finding his youth and he's shown that he's still very, very good. So I, I like Matthew Stafford and they, they just, they just seem to be more comfortable throwing the ball than running the ball. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Rams on that one. Yeah. Matthew uh, Stafford on that one. Gotcha. I agree. I agree as well. I like Stafford for more passing yards, whether or not, whether or not he wins the game. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily a big indicator of, who wins the game as, as the years go by, but it's a just, I mean, I, I agree with you for the same reasons. Um, all right. So who will win the game and who will be the MVP as your last two picks. And you can tell me why. Uh, Rams win for the slew of reasons I've already given MVP. Uh, it's such a quarterback game. Uh, it's, it's probably going to go to Stafford, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say a non quarterback MVP. I think if if uh, Aaron Donald, if he has the kind of game I'm expecting, if he has something around the lines of two, three sacks. Just one of those things. They're the team of destiny, which is a cliche. But like I said, you look at the Giants against the Patriots. You look at Philly against the Patriots, where it just feels like that team during the postseason just wasn't supposed to lose. Mm -hmm. um, and that this game feels that way. And if that's the case, Joe Burrow runs away with this thing uh, sure. because – it just feels like he is almost willing them uh, to victory some of these games. So he feels like a natural choice to me. Um, so that's, I guess that's it, Jude. Any, any kind of uh, last word you want to say about this game? Uh, just, you know, it's, it's always bittersweet. The uh, last game of the season. And then what is it uh, about six months until we get uh, any more? Well, less than six months from July, we get some preseason football. Yeah, but if well, if you're like me, you know the draft is happening and just like, yeah. I mean, there's the draft and all that stuff, but you know, it's, it's nothing like the actual game in itself. So there's stuff to keep you entertained and you know, looking into the headlines and whatnot, but nothing like NFL football games. Uh, so again, bittersweet, but you know, I don't think anybody had this penciled in as their matchup at the end of the season. So I'm looking forward to it. Another season where we'll get a new Super Bowl champion. So looking uh looking pretty good yeah it's, well it's nice to have uh some fresh blood in there i do i will give you that even though uh, i haven't developed a strong hatred for either team even <laughs> the way that i would like to if i don't have a rooting interest you know it's usually the best super bowls are the ones where you have a team to root against uh, yeah. even, or even for yeah yeah but it's almost more fulfilling to root against a team you know <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think so because I, I rooted against the Patriots for a lot of those games. And, me too. Uh, it didn't work out. It was not fulfilling at all. <laughs> it worked okay a couple of those times. Yeah. Uh, yeah like three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just going to say uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, we're talking, we all spend all this time talking about Aaron Donald uh, in the center wreaking havoc, uh, but the Rams have a weakness in the middle of their offensive line as well. And I wonder mm -hmm. if that might be a sneaky place that we haven't mentioned the whole show. And I was thinking about, I should say something because I do feel like that's a spot where Cincinnati doesn't necessarily have the personnel that some other teams would to take advantage of that. But I just wonder if that might cause uh, things to go a little off schedule for the Rams and not let them just be the pretty offense that they would like to be. Because if you let the Rams be pretty 
and do what Sean McVay would like to do with you, manipulate you over the course of the game, it's not going to end well for you. So anyway, it's just something to look out for. But Jude, like you, I will be attempting to enjoy the last football game of the season before I start thinking about who's going to play quarterback for the Steelers and all that stuff. Um, and in the meantime, catch you for a, a Super Bowl wrap up and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we're going to get into next on the next episode of Old School New School Football. He's Jude Loom. That's at the, with two E's, Mr. Alum, uh in social media. I am at Will Masasek. Uh, I'm not at Will Masasek. I'm Will Masasek. I'm at Accidental Zen. I'm an old guy who can't remember my own name. <laughs> this has been a good show, too. Thank you, and I'll uh, hope to win all the bets. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.